the Demon Dust Podcast, dedicated to the His Dark Materials, BBC, HBO television series, based on the works of Philip Pullman, powered by the South Congress Podcast Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Demon Dust Podcast. This is your spring, summer, and now fall Supplemental content covering the Land series, Chaos Seeds, uh, by Alaron Kong. We are currently on book two of Chaos Seeds, Forging. We are in the last section of Forging, actually. This is the last uh, five chapters. Uh, I am Travis Bryant. Joining me, as usual, is Kendria Clark. Ken, what hello, up? Hello, hello. How's everything? Hi, everybody. Lovely. How you doing? Doing all right. Um, just, uh, just got done with this, uh, ending section of the book. Pretty emotional. I think we, uh, we warned folks it was going to be, it's going to be pretty emotional. Um, it's amazing how much and how dense in a lot of ways and how much happens in the last, you know, the last 15% of, of these first two books. Uh, it was different from book one where I wasn't personally thinking how wait i know the end of this book how are they going to fit all of this in these last you know few chapters this was more man they're about to set up a lot of a lot of stuff uh this dungeon sets up so much that we talked about last week the things they find uh the weapons they find the metal they find that just it just springs board them into so much for the next you know the next eight books i mean it sets up the whole series but this section, just emotionally, uh, with the with the characters, we we really get to know our two main characters uh, in a different way, and that's uh, Richter and Scion. Scion, especially. And would you? Uh, we agree absolutely do. I yeah. am. No, I absolutely agree. Um, what I found interesting on reading the book again and knowing that we were. Uh, you know, going to move into book three soon was I was interested to see exactly where this book ends. Um, and reading this book all the way through made me go, oh man, um, these books have to have been written like as a single stream of thought. And then the editors came in and said, okay, break it here, break right. it here. No. And then they got to book seven. He was like, I'm not breaking nowhere. Right. He was like, no, this is the story. <laughs> you know, They're like, family. You got four books in one. He's like, no, this is one book. Damn it. Um, yeah. And, go ahead, please. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah. I was gonna, and for seven, because there was such a huge shift in tempo and um, I don't know, in voice, in tone, from book seven to book eight, you absolutely see why he said no. Here is where yeah, yeah, you yeah. stop. Like, like everything shifts after this. So yeah, I, yeah. And it's, right. it's going it, to be a while, obviously, uh, before we get to book seven. But man, I can't wait. And that's not to say the journey to book seven, you know, <laughs> isn't going to be great because I, I think books uh, six in particular might be my absolute favorite I forget it, it all like you said kind of runs together at times uh, but but books but yeah that's going to be a while so let's not even uh, well, yeah, we're talking development 2022 probably 
these next few chapters are by far some of my favorites um and i love the fact that this genre um you put up a meme very recently of noah on the ark with all of the separate animals yeah um and (laughs) And then he looks at the grouping of animals and goes, who's responsible for this? And he turns this? around and there is like a mishmashed animal with like lion's ears and zebra neck. And so it's all <laughs> of the pieces. So- and that really is what this genre is. It is everything you could ever want. It is all of it. It's a, it's a play off of the, 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 the scene from Family Guy where, where Noah asks, uh, the penguin and the elephant, what the hell is this? And it's a penguin with an elephant head. And the meme took that a step further and had um, the penguin, the elephant, a giraffe, some kind of crocodile, a big cat. <laughs> there was a big cat. And then he goes, what the hell is this? Oh, oh, and all, all of them are labeled fantasy, video games, awesomeness, RPGs, uh, sci-fi. And right. then he looks at the mishmash animal and goes, who, you know, who's response? Who did this? What the hell is this? And yeah, it's, and that animal that's lit RPG. Is, oh yes. And the right. punchline is the animal mishmash is named lit RPG. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what we're here for. We're here for all that. If you can manage all of that in one book, great. But you know, pick and pick and choose, take your, so you know, that's, that's, that's the, that's the beauty of the genre. Okay, so we open up in chapter 24. 25. 25. Okay, I read way back too far then. Well, no, just to... You just read when they walked into the thing, which we covered uh, uh, at the end of last episode, when Scion walks into the tunnel or the... the Only one can pass, I think, was uh, was the riddle. Like, only one person can go at a time. And yeah. so they decided to tie a rope around Scion's waist and connect it to Richter. Or at least, you know, so they could pull him out if need be. But now Scion went through, the rock sealed itself back up, and the rope is just dangling. It's like attached to the rock face. To now. the stone face, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Richter tries to pull it, pull it, pull it, and it's like trying to pull a mountain, and that's obvious what would happen if you try to pull a mountain. And then uh, Richter tries to see if he can go in to retrieve him. Yeah, he sticks his hand in and, uh, and the whole tunnel closes like an iris and he realizes, oh crap, uh, there's no way I can get to the end of this tunnel, let alone grab Scion, who I can't even see, by the way, and make it back. So he decides to uh, to uh, leave it be. And... Um, so... Scion is trapped um, and he starts freaking out a little bit Um, and he is um, all of a sudden hears um, bird calls Um, so he starts moving towards the light and once he gets close he realizes that the tunnel that he is in has completely disappeared Um, and he is now in the forest on what he describes as a superbly beautiful day. Yeah. Um, It gets really descriptive, um, almost in the same way that the Shire is described as having this sweet undertone of, like, decaying leaves, um, the sharpness of the wind coming down the hills, and it is beautifully described. Um, And then Scion is sort of like, wait a minute, 
um, something is off and, and familiar, very familiar at the same time. Yeah. Right. He's and, um, and the chapter. Oh, don't uh, forget the the chapter goes from you know they would say chapter whatever and the day that they're in, and that's how you know they're you know. 12, 13, 14, 16 days into this dungeon dive. Well, right. chapter 25 is called Alternate Space Time. So that's your first right. clue that we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> you know, we are not in the forest of Nadria anymore. We are, well, actually, we are, we are in the forest of Nadria. Mm-hmm. It's just, <clears throat> you know, 12, 15, 20 years ago, however, however long ago. Scion is a child and he is with his best friend, Kurian. And it's an emotional punch in the gut for Scion to see his good buddy, Kurian, who. He says, what he says when he sees Kurian is that he knows that today is the day that he killed killed his his best friend. Yep. Yep. And. And immediately it's like this heartbreaking, like, oh, you just know you're in for, what do you mean, alternate time space? Oh, he's, oh, he's, we're in his head. He's living like a terrible memory. It all like clicks. I think, I think it clicked for me the first time, you know, through like, ooh, this is going to be one of those, you have to overcome your inner demon kind of situations. And boy, oh boy, did he have to overcome some inner demon. Yeah. So when I first read this, I thought that this was going to be a test more of the reader than of the character. I thought that we were going to find out that Scion had done something horrible and that we were going to have to find a way to still identify and like Scion. I thought we were going to have to forgive him for something. Wow. I that hmm, that would have been I don't remember if those emotions came up when I read it. You know, I read the books originally eight, ten months ago or whatever it was it by now but yeah i can't get i can't get back into that emotional like what was i thinking specifically mm-hmm. but i don't think it was that i think i'd remember if i thought oh crap are they about to do are they about to spend the next three books redeeming scion because of something right. we're about to find out now uh, but spoiler alert, no, 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 Scion's not a terrible person, he's not a serial killer or some kind of, like, weirdo or nothing, no, no, no. So, <laughs> right. um, what he does, what he does, uh, what he, what does happen is he has a, a conversation, he's obviously super uncomfortable, he can't control his past self, he just has to live through it, and he's egging and halfway bullying his his friend um they are there's a mission uh, there are some hunters that have been spotted and scion wants to go find them Kurian says maybe we should go tomorrow or the day after you know the elders are making sprangleberry pie and you know i'd love to get me a slice before it's gone and yeah. scion does that thing that I don't want to gender this specifically, but just being a boy, just, you know, growing up, just, just is what it was, you know, like, oh, well, if you want to stay, if you're too afraid to go, it's fine. Like, don't sweat it, but I'm still going to go because I'm brave and I'm a big boy. <laughs> and Curian, Curian immediately, you know, does that thing. I ain't no bitch and, and, and puffs up his chest and he, and he's following right along and Scion's just like, in his mind like no don't like 
Yeah. Don't egg him on. Don't. Oh. And he has to. Yeah. He has to. Has to he watch. He's cringing at himself. Mm-hmm. Right. He is cringing internally at the physical motions that his body is doing that he has to like third party watch through his own eyes. It's so uh, tormenting. Next. Um, but they are on this adventure. You know, they are going to go and check the hands out. Um, yeah, next thing you so know, they're, they're running through the into the forest. woods. Yeah. Right, and having a good time and, like, playing jokes on each other and there's, like, you know, dappled sunshine through the leaves and, like, I don't know, like, great music and it is a the beginning of a child's adventure tale. Um, and then all of a sudden they hear... But they come across that deer first that's the that's the first that's the first thing so they have their their racial uh, ability which uh allows them to like why can they just fr- freely frivolous frivolously you know run through the forest you know playing grab ass with each other and not worry mm-hmm. about monsters well they pretty much blend in and are one with the forest and they all have decent sprite armor and uh so so they they did explain else, that what do you know what else i didn't think about until just now there's Right, speak. If you remember when Richard, Richter first happens upon them in the woods, mm-hmm. he thinks that it sounds bird-like. Like so even yeah. they're talking, um, it blends into the forest. Yeah. So even if they're talking to each other, unless you're Richter and you have limitless tongues, or or, or right, or, or, is going to hear like bird chirping. Yeah, that's that's a good point. They don't even have to mask their laughs and giggles in conversation, unless you're specifically. You know, unless you live in and around sprites, I doubt you would uh, be exposed to it to know yeah. what you're hearing. Yeah, that's, that's a that's, that's a awesome. that's a good observation. Uh, so yeah, so they run through the woods. They they drink sweet berry juice that that Scion stole from Hisako's stash. Um, they're they're doing that thing where they're, you know, puffing up their chest, praising each other for you know we're we're adventurers. We're going on an adventure, and this is the I, this is when I start wondering how old they are, mm-hmm. and how old do you think they are right now? So, in Sprite's age, I have no idea. Well, currently, um, currently, Scion is thirty-four in the story. Okay, so there's let's say it was twelve years ago. Let's say ten to so I don't know. So you think he's in let's his early twenties? I would give him 16. Okay. I would give him 16 in sprite years, but with maturity level, sure. I would he's say probably like he's a 10-year-old. Good, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought so this is I, I thought these are these kids are somewhere between 12 and 15. And okay. then I I think I talked to I asked Doc Bruce on Twitter like what do you what do you think these kids are? He thinks they're between 8 and 10. And I said, well, okay. if you think about how Sprite's age, he could be 20 and still be considered and act like a child. Right. I, I doubt it. I think it's more I think it's it's more likely they're eight to 10. But <laughs> instead of 20, just because of we we know Sprite's uh, even though they live to, you know, even though Hisako's 200 years old or something, I don't think she'd tolerate having a 20 year old who people think of as like 
could be a possible eight-year-old. Like, ah, even in Sprite, no, no. You've, that means you've spent 20 years hunting and protecting the forest and the hearth tree and living as one. I think he'd be more mature. I think it's more likely to hear somewhere between eight and 12, let's say, 14 or 15 at the oldest. Um, just because of how they're interacting, they just seem like little boys that are, they're, they're old they enough do. and strong enough to take this two day journey and know right. they're smart enough to, cause Scion planned it where there was an event happening in the, in the village. They wouldn't be missed. <clears throat> the society is, oh, the kids are, you know, they must, they must be out hunting for a day or so. It's, it's fine. Um, it's very, very open in that way because they're dope sprites and can take care of themselves um so their maturity level seems like they are just old enough to understand the rules enough to circumvent them well yes (laughs) so 10 12 years old i think you know you're not stupid an eight-year-old just bowling through things kind of not understanding you're being obvious by the time you're like 12 you know you're just you can you're a little deceptive, a little deceitful. Right. You got your little tricks down a little more. So, um, so yeah, they they find they come across a deer, and it's not mm-hmm. shocking that they've come across a deer that has an arrow wound in it that's been hunted and slaughtered. It's been butchered in a in a way that's an that's an anathema to them. Like just hunks of meat were just torn from it. The pelt wasn't taken into consideration it just tore through the pelt like obviously and finally it was just left to rot with so much meat and 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 resources still left on it it just went against everything that like yeah you want to hunt you got to kill that's not bad we're not some, some you know weirdo hippies living in the forest like no 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 we live with the forest which means we all got to eat but right. we respect it and we we use every bit of it this is just gross and they had this yeah. visceral kind of reaction of ugh Not, it, it almost like they smelled the rot of it, it wasn't the, the rot that got them like that it was the idea that god damn it we're dealing with some humans and look look at how they 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 treat the forest and i'm not sure but maybe uh was this the point no, no, no. Curry, Curry didn't want to leave yet. Uh, they decide to track the deer, they or or the the tracks leading from the deer, and it takes yeah. another uh, another few hours. But eventually, they come across a human camp, and they hear animal noises, like distressed animal noises, hooting and hollering. Uh, that's not what that. That's not how they know they get there first. The first. Um, indication to them that they have reached the human camp is the smell. Oh yeah, because they they, piss and crap um, they everywhere. talk about how the humans. It just seems like the bathroom. The humans are going to the bathroom everywhere. Yeah. Like the smell coming off of their encampment is like disgusting, and they were marking like. Why wouldn't you make a bathroom right. so that there is a central place like where dig a hole, mm-hmm. dig a latrine, make an outhouse so everybody can go there? Why would you surround yourself with your own filth? Again, yeah. it's, it's just like what is wrong with the, like animals? Don't even do that. Like animals are right. aware of like where they where they crap. Uh, so after watching and realizing, oh, they're torturing animals in there. And there's a badger being tortured. 
by the humans. The humans have it in the, mm-hmm. some kind of con- yeah. uh, uh, contrapment where they can poke at it. And on the other side is a razorling, which ah, is on right. which is on a chain, and it can only go so far. So there's some space, and and they keep they poke at the thing so much where eventually, uh, uh, it it just runs. It, yeah, it there. <laughs> it's a gross torture scene of a badger and another animal. They call a razorling. I can't imagine. Do you have any idea what they're what they're describing? What the razorling could be? Yes, they say it's five feet long um, and walks on all four legs. Um, has these crazy teeth. To me, the way that they describe it always almost makes him almost reminds me of like a um, uh, the it clown with the many rows of sharp yeah. teeth. Yeah. Um, and then the super long talon like nails. Um, Would you liken that to like a a big Cat, like a saber tooth. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. A five foot long. Yeah, a five foot long. Because they talk about how it is built for speed. And whenever I think of animals being built for speed, I think of cat-like animals. Yeah. So yeah, I would say some sort of maybe mountain lion, um, with uh serrated rows of extra teeth in its mouth. Um, and big and they also talk about how their kills are usually extended because those animals take pleasure in torturing the animals that they yeah they they enjoy what the hunters of Scion's village have said it takes them about an hour to kill their prey if they have the ability to toy with it yeah and if and if they're not like starving right um, so, so, well, Sion did go, well, Sion said, well, they were wrong. It took a half an hour or something like that. Right. And, yeah. and eventually, like I said, the, the, the men got tired of the, the little badger running back to safety and they just poked it and it jumped right into the razorlings, uh, grasps and it tore the thing up and tortured it for a half hour before eating it. And right. Curry, Curry wants to leave. He wants to go and warn the warriors so they could come in and, and save them. And, and, but the men had, the humans did say, all right, you lot, get to sleep. We're, we're out of here at dawn. You know, as soon as the sun comes up, we're, we're out. And uh, one of the guys wanted to keep going and, and torture another animal, have another little entertainment session. And he's like, no, we're going to cut into our profits. You just hit, go to bed. You take first watch. And they all take it down for the evening. Uh, right. The boys sneak off, and then they decide they're having their little uh, back and forth Power. about, yeah, right. should they leave? Should they go? Curry wants to leave. Scion says, "No, we're here to protect the forest." And he he does his uh, sprite his sprite thing where he says, "We're you know we're one with the forest, and we have to protect it." Um, Curry Curry isn't about that life, uh, but. Scion does his thing where he's like, hey, if you want to go back yeah. to tell the warriors, and you know, not a problem. Uh, but, but Curry's, no, no, I'll, I'll stay. Let's let's do it. Right. Um, so Scion comes up with a plan. Yeah. Scion comes up with a plan that he is going to go and um, there's one long chain that is keeping all the animal cages closed. 
Um, he is going to go and break the lock on that chain. And then Kurian is going to pull the chain out so that the animals will then be free. So they are standing on opposing sides of these cages. So at one end is a lock and on the other end is the end so that all of the chains can be pulled through holsters of all the cages. Um, So they get into position and Scion is there and he's like, you know, I think just one good hit with this rock and we should be good. So he looks over and Kurian is ready and he looks down to strike the lock with this rock. He raises his arm to bash the thing. He hears Kurian scream out. So the plan plan was going swimmingly until it wasn't. In front of a cage with a spider-like creature with a bunch of um, what sounds to me like porcupine quills sticking out at random intervals. Mm. Um, And it has a toxin on it. So uh, Curian gets stuck by this spider-like creature and shrieks out and wakes the men up. Um, And now he is paralyzed. It is a Yeah, Nedler, Nedler Venom, uh, which pot- while potent was also short-lived. Um, so yeah, that uh, that spelled the end for that, you know, brave little but stupid plan. Um, <laughs> next thing you know, Scion turns around to see his uh, to see uh, a, a, an object coming towards his face. Then everything goes dark. Next thing you know, he wakes up. They yell, hey, the other one's up now. And someone came to his face. He's, oh, Zion's tied to, to he's tied up. He's restrained. And, and the man comes up. He says, hey, we haven't been introduced. I'm Broyan, and these are my men. And he's like, what's your name? And Zion just stared at him, didn't defiantly not speaking. Uh, Broyan smiled happily and slapped Scion soundly across the face. Uh, The sprite saw stars and tasted blood in his mouth. He blinked his vision clear and focused back on the man's face. He steeled his expression and looked back into Broyan's eyes, his lips pressed firmly together. Uh, Broyan laughed and then slapped slapped him again, this time harder, and knocked him out. So listen, can I tell you how much this pisses me off that a somebody the size of a full grown man is out here slapping children sized children? You understand what I mean by that? The adults grow to children size. Right, right. So as a child, it has to be the scion has to be the size of a like five year old. Thirty four year old scion is three and a half feet tall. (laughs) So imagine what like 12 year old scions like, like out yeah. here whole palm slapping yeah. like two foot tall like that's his whole like, face his whole face is probably as big as a grown man's hand so upset yeah like and he did anyway. it with like this glee and th- and that's why it was so uh, such a an egregious scene because he's just doing it with this glee and this smug dickish look on his face and in his voice with this false they call it this false uh, sincerity or something like hey little buddy did I hit you too hard I didn't mean to do that um, so so he, he wakes up and he's like there you are I thought I might have hit you too hard little guy I'm glad you're awake scion and and 
And Scion's eyes get big, and he's like, yeah, I know who you are. I know your friend Curian is, too. He told, he was much more willing to cooperate. He told us everything. He told us your name, about the hearth tree, and he told us something else. He told us it was your idea to come up here and try to steal the results of our hard-earned labor. And I don't want to, like, besmirch a kid but damn, Korean. I mean, I'm not, I'd probably squeal my ass off if I was in the same situation, especially as a child. But damn, you didn't have to sell your fam out like that. It was his idea. He did it. Like you could just be like, "No, nah, we was trying to come over." It just that just seemed so, a little much for me. So he lost me at the hearth tree. Like, okay, they caught y'all too. Right now, you, you setting up your whole hearth tree too. <laughs> Well, maybe what? he's conf- maybe okay. To be fair to Curian, maybe he's confident enough. If these bumbling five, I don't care how strong and human they are, if they try, if they think about approaching the hearth tree, they would get smoked, and they probably would. Like, right. but still, okay. you're just giving up all the like intel and all like the the direction, and and I'm sure the humans had some idea their sprites around here, but. He just gave up. Oh, yeah, it's called the hearth tree. Not, yes, our village is that way. No, the hearth tree is that way. You go down that road, swing a left. Like, fam, chill. You And again, it's all off scene. It's all off page. We didn't see how he, who knows what he did to Curian to get that information. So right, I, we see that he's roughed up. He is. His, his black, he's got Curry a black eye. His, was his, out. His, right. his clothes are all torn up. Um, yeah. It was uh, so. So Brian continues. So it makes he's like, okay, so that's that makes you the leader, the boss, the shot caller, him that lays down the law. He's laughing the whole time as he's saying this. He's like, now as one boss to another, let me take this opportunity to teach you something. So he's basically going to teach him. Uh, you know, you need to expect the unexpected. You didn't think that. Uh, you didn't think that crate was going to hold a spiked spider. That's why your little buddy Curian over there is paralyzed. And Raul, my buddy Raul, was able to slam his truncheon into your face. Um, and then he's like. He's like, it's also, as a boss, important to keep your men happy. My man Tick over there, he, and he makes Tick wave to Scion. Uh, he's like, earlier he wanted to, to have another show, but I thought it was wasteful. Now we have more options, now don't we? Uh, and then Brian proceeded to uh, pick up pick up Curry and by his throat. And walk him across the camp and throw him into the little Listen, trench. Little trench or whatever that's holding the, the cage uh, with the with the razorling in it. Everything went quiet in the razor you know, he heard like a little growl or something, and then Curian proceeded to scream for his life for the next hour. Because Scion realized, oh, the razorling isn't necessarily hungry anymore he's certainly not starving he ate that badger just you know maybe an hour ago so he had a lot of time to spend slicing and poking and torturing Curian while the men hooted and hollered and watched as if it was a spectator sport you know they looked down into that into the uh, ditch or whatever they built and watched this razorling tear this 
child apart. Child. Yeah. And yeah. and Scion was ended up disassociating with reality after a while, after hearing the screams for minutes on end and just he just kind of lost himself, got lost in himself, probably as a p- protective measure for his brain. Like, okay, we don't need right. any more of this trauma. Shutdown mode. Um, so, really quick, the duality of the two different evils, the, um, the all of the men, including Tick, who wanted to see animals be tortured, um, and this, um, their leader, what's their leader's name again? Royan. Royan. So Royan um, seems to get pleasure from a different kind of torture. Yeah. Um, because yeah. The, the whole time, time he sat there and looked at Scion right in his eyes. Weird. The whole time he is like sucking in Scion's disbelief and his pain and the ripping away of his childhood, his night, his his innocence. Na- yeah. Naivete. Like he, so he throws Carrion into this into the ditch. All the men rush over to stare down like I said into the thing like it was a spectator sport and they're all hooting and hollering and giggling Brian didn't take his eyes off of Scion he just looked at Scion and just watched his his grief and watched him break as a as a person as a sprite and watched his innocence right. fade away uh, bit by bit um, he didn't uh he did notice. Um, oh, oh. Well, no. That's that's later. So, so after Curian was dead, Broyan came up to him, started talking again. None of it registered, uh, but he slapped Sion hard several times, and it did bring him back to reality. Brought him out of his stupor. Uh, he says, "Stay with me, boy." Um, he's like, "It's time for your final lesson. Are you ready?" And he picked him up by the throat, and he's like, now pay attention, this is the last thing you'll ever learn. No one messes with, and the next thing you know, Brian's hand loosened, and there was an arrow (laughs) protruding through his neck. And Mm -hmm. then the imbued arrow started, and it was basically the Sprite Cavalry. Cavalry? There's two different things. Uh, I think cavalry is the horses, uh, but then when you come rescue people, but the sprites came to rescue and and um, and cut down all the humans and in the end, someone was standing over Brian, a, a sprite warrior, and stabbed him. But before he did, Cyan was like, "No, like don't," and he's like, "Crap." You know, and then the story was told for years on, like, hmm, was Sion, like, trying to show mercy to the man that did all those things, but he still wanted to show mercy? Or was he crying out no because he himself wanted to to do the final blow, or the final uh, uh, stab? And then he says, no one will ever know, but Sion wanted to, was wondering if the Razorling was still hungry. Right. So, so... Immediately, Scion, like the, the the hate, took root in his heart. They explain. Uh, oh, I, I I did miss a, a really important part that hasn't come back yet, but I think it will. Um, Broyan's grip slackened, and they fe- and then and they fell apart. Oh wait 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 wait. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? 
Oh, come on, I saw it. Hexagon. Oh, here it is, here it is. Uh, in the flickering light of the drop torch, Scion could see a small tattoo at the juncture of the man's index and middle fingers. It was a hexagon with three circles in the center. He couldn't look away from that small tattoo. While the killer's hand grew steadily larger in the vision, Scion still felt fear. But, but okay, that's this tattoo, this hexagon tattoo with three circles right. around it. That's it is absolutely one of those things where in book 19 we're going to go back and be like, yes! <laughs> like oh, they come across a, a guild that had that's emblem is a is a right. hexagon with three circles around it or something, and we're going back. Oh, here we go, things are picking up. So that's something uh, that uh, everybody should file away. Uh, but basically, the the chapter ended with. Um, with with I said uh, like I said that, that no one would ever know, but Scion mm-hmm. wanted to know if the Razorling was still hungry. Uh, chapter twenty six starts still in the alternate time space, but back in his body. So he's mm-hmm. not in the forest. He's back in his body in the dungeon tunnel closed off area. Mm-hmm. And then there was so behind him was the blank wall that closed that closed when he entered and in front of him is a tangle of roots that then turns into a face uh an expressive face at that then next thing you know why did Curian die the face asked in a rich rich deep voice the words echoed quietly fading into a distant rumble uh, as it spoke words appeared on the banded door in front of him glowing blue the letters hung in midair uh, so this is the what the passage says. The passage of birth is the loss of the womb. The safety of illusion is shattered by the truth of pain. Any being would be crushed to carry the world on his shoulders. Know thy limitations to transcend them. And Sion didn't answer. And again, why did Curian die? And Sion's like, what do you want me to say? And then just ask again, why did Curian die? And he says, I don't know, I didn't mean for it to happen. He's kind of like panicking. And the face just stared at him. And then the memory started all over again. And it's all of its detail. And And he lives the day again. He lives it. Right. Horror. Again. Then back in the tunnel, why did Curian die? Sion looked up, tears streaking, the dirt caked on his face. I killed him! My best friend is dead because of me! Is that what you want to hear? The face took on a regretful expression, and then he's back in the memory. Right. Um, And then again, Brian's hand fell limp into the dirt, a bloody sneer on his face. A deep voice asked, Why did Curian die? Sion could barely summon the strength to reply. He knew he had to try, though. Opening and closing his mouth... uh, Opening and closing his mouth to moisten it, he spoke. I'll give you anything. Anything you want. Just tell me what to say. Please, please, just stop. The face stared at him, blue words hovering in the air. Was that a sympathetic expression on his face? Back in the memory. Once again. So for the fourth time. Then, why did Curian die? Scion's shoulders slumped, defeated. 
Did repeating that painful day cause measurable damage to him, or did he feel like this just because the strain of what's going through, of what he was going through? We'd find, we'll find out very soon why he feels right. like, like garbage. So he says he lived through Curian's death four times, five if you count the original time it happened, in, or when it happened in real life. Uh, the second time had not been easier. The third was just as wretched. By the fourth, he removed any hope that he'd ever escape. Uh, he felt emotions. He felt all the emotions just as deeply. And then he says, I can't tell you, but no one should have to endure this. He didn't even bother to look at this face at the face. Please just let me die back in the memory. So for a fifth time in this alternate time space, he's reliving this entire worst moment of his life. Uh, he's reliving this trauma, this this thing that shaped him uh, for for good and for bad, mostly for bad. But you know, he's living it again and again. And this time, when Curry says, "Sion, why didn't you wait for me?" instead of saying, you know, his little snide remark or whatever, he goes, "It's good to see you, Curry." And then he goes, "What that?" And the narrator he goes, "What?" That wasn't what he said. After reliving the events four times in a row, he knew every word, every nuance, every inflection. That's definitely not what he had said. Okay, Carrion said with a <laughs> confused expression. So Sion, in this go-round, decides to try to live in the moment. To try to live in the day, even knowing what tomorrow is going to bring. So he can't say thing he he's found he can say things that one his 10 12 14 year old self would say uh because mm-hmm. he can't say curry turn around don't do that it won't the, the system or whatever the memory won't let him say that but he can say other things and and he's like and he so he has a full on conversation with curry as a young as young him would have and what does he realize? Curry is just as big of a little bad kid, if you want to label it that, you know, little adventurer, little, you know, put himself in bad situations kind of guy, just like Scion. And he right. thought about it. He was like, at least half the nonsense that we got into as kids, half of that was Curry's idea. Um, right. All the trouble they got into with their elders, half of it was because it was Curry being mischievous and getting them in trouble. Just like this time, it was Zion that got them in trouble. Right. Uh, so he lives in the day. He enjoys the he enjoys the, the the strawberry juice or whatever they have. They he enjoys the jokes and the banter, the fresh air. Just lives it and enjoys it. Again, even knowing what tomorrow is going to bring, and then when tomorrow came, he lived it, and he, and he, and he, uh, and he, uh, and he came back. And why did Curian die again? And basically, um, now he was just laying on the floor of the tunnel. He couldn't scrounge up the will to move, or maybe he lacked the strength. The distinction didn't seem important now. Uh, he, he basically tried as best as he could to get himself together. And he answered, why did Carrion die? He died because I, he and I were too dumb to listen to our elders. 
He died because we put ourselves in a dangerous situation. And he died because we were unlucky enough to stumble across evil men. My best friend died because of who I was and because of who he was. And because something, sometimes things just fall apart. It doesn't matter how, why he died. It matters. Uh, what matters is that I, re- I will remember him. So whatever you're going to do, whatever you need to do, it doesn't matter why my friend died. It matters how he lived. And then he dropped his head back to the floor tunnel. And next thing you know, you've completed Secret Quest, the wisdom to n- tell the difference. You've, de- you've delved deep into your worst pain. This trial by fire did not destroy you. However, it tempered you into a better version of yourself. In every life, there will be sorrow. Some choose to run from it. Others assume responsibility for which was always out of their control. Many hide from ex- hide behind excuses and still more try to force an outcome that is beyond their ability. You have taken a finer path. You accepted both the good and the ill that you've committed. You've proven that you have the ability to face the truth. May your insights serve you well. And that reading that, I'm getting kind of emotional because it's like, it goes back to that thing that we talked about last week about living in a world where you know definitively that you did something left, right, north, right. south, whatever it was. You, it, The universe rewards or punishes you for that thing specifically. And it's just, right. yeah, it's just so appealing. And then he gets a bunch of XP. He gets a plus 10 in wisdom. I think we need we just stop and think about how major that is at one point for for somebody who we looked at Scion's uh, did we look at Scion's his his stats later on yeah and crud oh here it is let's see I want to see what Scion's wisdom twenty three so he had a thirteen wisdom which yeah, and ten crazy. and ten is average so he had slightly above average wisdom now he has very right. much above average wisdom he has double more than double the wisdom so so yeah so you have received the ability know thyself you faced your eternal demons and controlled them as much as as such you will. Uh, be much more resilient against spells or effects dealing in enchantment in enchantment schools of magic examples charm days and compulsion next thing you know he had barely read read the prompt and he hears Scion Scion Zion Yoshi Daniela I can see him come quick so obviously the the wall that was separating them fell uh, and and Richter could could see him next thing you know he's just pulling he's pulling scion by the rope and scion's like oh right i have this rope tied around me uh richter's freaking out uh scion's super annoyed as you could imagine like he's feels like garbage he's lit you know his throat's sandpaper his lips are dried meat and richter's in his face why aren't you talking are you okay what's the matter like water <laughs> and, then, and then Richter uh, he like has him cradled you know and he's like dribbles some water into him and after a while he's coughing it up and then eventually he's able to to uh, to drink the water and his and then it said uh, his the way his cells they describe his cells bliss permeated every cell um, 
but he also realized he was literally dying of thirst. He saw two right. salt piles because earlier in the tunnel he drank a health potion and it didn't do anything because his health mm-hmm. was grayed out because and it had a salt patch next to health and stamina, and he was uh, because he was severely dehydrated. So really quick, can I just interject? Please. I love that the um, that the takeaway from this secret mission is that um, holding on to self resentments and not forgiving yourself um, decreases your wisdom and your physical health. Um, I like that. That your the physical health? How'd you? Where'd you get that? Your physical health. Because here it is presented as him physically being dehydrated. Right. Well, because he's. We find out why. Right, exactly. He is. It is presented as part of the story of, hey, he is stuck in this continual cycle of not being able to forgive himself, and because he's stuck in the cycle, he's stuck in the tunnel. In real life, I have found that not being able to move on past our mistakes and forgive oh, for sure does affect you uh, physically yes. in various. It's- various stress levels Mm -hmm. and and lots of us with you know blood pressure and a bunch of other stuff so i love that um that the takeaway from this is hey you kind of gotta you gotta forgive yourself yeah get get in there do some internal work like get it so yeah i mean the internal work was kind of done for him in a crash course of as we learn later you know he was in there for three days so he was in there for three days, but got out. How many, if any, people go in and just never have the ability to forgive themselves right. or not in time? Because another day he'd have been dead. Yeah, he knew if he had, he knew he, he knew how he felt. It said he knew he had, he couldn't go for another round of memories. That's why he had to like that's why he decided just in just live it. Just enjoy it. Just because you won't be able to, because you got to be able to answer this question when you get out, and right. just, or or you're gonna die, and he didn't know because he had been in there three days and hadn't eaten or drinking anything. He just knew how he how he felt. Right. Um, <sighs> so yes, he is out, and Daniela and Yoshi and Richter are there, and they are trying to get him. Um, comfortable to which he basically looks in the, at them and goes, yo, I am so emotionally spent right now that I really can't tell you anything. Please let me get myself together and I will explain to you what I can. But right now I just can't. The quote is, I've been on a journey, several in fact, and while I will eventually tell you everything that happened, I can't right now. The experience is too fresh and sharing it might break my heart. So they let him just, uh, you know, drink up and get his fill and then he basically slept for the next two days mm-hmm. and in and out of consciousness he did eventually uh, tell them um, what was going on so so they so they get out let's see it's a day 87 he went in on day 84 that's how you know holy crap when when you finally get a chapter that's not alternate time space so chapter 27 it's day 87 and you're like wow scion was in there for three days and then you go wait a second let me go back to chapter 17 when they fell into this dungeon Mm -hmm. and it's and it's 
day 70-something? You're like, they've been in there 16 days by the time, because three more days pass before they get out. It's day 87. So they spend the next three days healing up as best they can. Because remember, Daniela was stabbed, Yoshi had the Crypt Mistress spell thrown on him, and they all have cankerous rot. Right. So, so, everybody so everybody's is, messed up watched. in some kind of way. Right. Uh, so they spend the next three days um, uh, doing, you know, getting cleaned up, resting up, I should say. Sion sleeps. Uh, Daniela and Yoshi were looking better, but, you know, whatever. Richter gets his power. Let's, this is the chapter where he does, they do finish the dungeon. And he gets his power. So he, he, he had to get these other keys. Yeah, go ahead. I was, there's also a side note, and now I can't find it. So yeah. Richter eventually ends up telling Scion yeah. what he was doing while Scion was in there completing his message. Right. I'm sorry, completing his mission. So Daniela, was, I'm sorry, Daniela's like, fam, the first day, Richter just stared into that tunnel. Like the first 18 now he just stared into the tunnel waiting for you to so he maybe could pull you out right and then Yoshi woke up and we convinced Richter that we're here if something happens we're here too let us watch you go not stare into this tunnel for 18 straight hours so Richter decided to uh, to do his part and to try to, to to try to uh go into another tunnel and to do his trial and yeah. and get this get this key wait really really quick what? so what? because okay so sometimes i forget and i never get to say what my favorite line of the chapters is uh-huh. so my favorite line is in this section <laughs> so when probably Richard mine too telling him about what the chat about what the challenge was <laughs> He's like, yo, I go in, I go into the door. There's a riddle. There is, uh, there's one lady, um, like as a door knocker in like a angel outfit. There's another one in, in a like succubus. a succubus outfit. Yes. And both of them are telling me that um, the one other is tells a liar. the truth and one always tells a lie. We can't tell you who it is, but in order for you to get out of this room, you need to figure out who it is. Um, so because only one of our doors leads to the promised <laughs> so basically land. Goes and then I figured it out and left. And then Sion is like, "Wait, what, I'm in this room, uh, going through emotional torture for days, and you walk <laughs> in and out in five minutes. Like, how is that?" And he's like. The labyrinth, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, because when he was when he was telling the story about the, the when he was telling the story about the, uh, yes, it was winking. hilarious to me, and and I thought the labyrinth. So for him to be like, you know, a callback to fantasy film, yeah, um, some of the best fantasy film um, ever. Um, I loved it. So that was my favorite line of this uh, of this segment. So thank you. David hashtag David Bowie Labyrinth bitch was the was yeah was the uh, line I assume yeah yes. <laughs> um so he reached into his bag he pulled out a, the pipe he found he showed it to Scion it had four grooves cut into it and each of the handles of all the three keys that they had collected fit perfectly into it and he's like look 
Um, oh, so Scion's like, so you just sat around waiting for me to come back? He's like, well, I finished my lore book, and I took the time to do some training. And Yoshi's like, he's been casting nonstop light spells, grease spell, moving around hasted. The worst is that damn fire spell, Yoshi snapped. He would shoot one of those icicles and then melt it over and over. It's not like it's the smell in here was that great to begin with. So that's why it's so muggy in here, Scion said with a laugh. So to keep himself busy, after he figured out his trial and, you know, he figured out his riddle in five minutes and tricked the tricked the uh, the angel and succubus into uh, telling him which door would lead to the key, he just spent two right. days casting and grinding his levels. And it's not something that I would have understood before playing Skyrim or any other game that you need to level up and by doing practicing whatever your your thing is you just go and try to you find a horse and like one way to grind a, grind spells in uh, in Skyrim is you find a horse and you hit it with a destruction spell like either fire ice or lightning and then with the, in your other hand you heal it and you just back and forth to back and forth drink a magic po- a mana potion build your magic back up fire heal fire so you're build you're grinding your destruction and you're grinding your 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 uh healing <laughs> so that's so when you when you see that he's grinding his spells you're just like yep that's how it is in these games. You gotta find a way. There's a I'm playing Need for Speed Payback currently, and that's a racing game. But there's one one race that lets you grind rep, money, and uh, and get you speed cards. And it's a really short race, and it's super efficient. And every time you go on YouTube looking for a way to grind, everybody has that same level. So that's just a video game trope of grinding your levels yeah. just finding a rock to hit or or do whatever to like tick your levels up and up and up uh so finally right. he 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 kind of uh got on got down to scion's level and's like look i know you've been through a lot but we need to uh you, you, you it the, the 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 passage the riddle now says only one only the the chosen or only the ex- uh, not the experienced, mm. but something like that. I forget the line exactly. Uh, only the proven may pass. So Scion's Thank proven. You. So he only he can go back down that tunnel. If Richter, he's like, hey, if I stick my hand in there, it's gonna squeak close up, and we're gonna be stuck down here. So Scion's like, look, I don't have any th- f- fear. What what fear? I don't fear anything anymore. And he decides to do what's necessary. He just walks down there, right. gets the key. It's no big deal. And now they have the entire uh, key, I guess. They have all the keys that makes the bigger key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes over to the door that formerly had the, 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 the spikes with the dripping venom from it. He's looking down this tube with all the keys in place, and I guess it tells him stick your hand here because he does and uh, and and the rest of the party's like no 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 because they think that the poison still might be on there but his hand goes into the door up to his wrist or elbow like whoop, like some kind of viscous liquid and the thing 
unlocks and the dungeon is cleared the power is unlocked he has a choice okay congratulations you've un- finished a quest unlock your power too uh, as you've already mastered air magic now you have other options life dark or water which path do you choose so he got 11,000 11,000 250 250, uh, XP experience points so that was a base 9,000 plus I I assume maybe the potion of clarity got them that 1.525 boost because it's a 25 or the tree 25% boost or the tree no tree Mm, I don't know. Go I think ahead. the tree would be baked in, so I think this boost is probably something external you took, and that's probably a potion of clarity. Gotcha. Uh, choosing a power will give you fifty percent plus fifty percent effectiveness increase of to spells of that branch. Also, you have plus fifty percent resistance to the spells of that power. Um, unique to being a master of a place of power, however, you is your access to each power's specialized ability. So if he takes life magic. He'll have the ability Bounty of Life, which is plus 30 to growth for the physical manifestation of your place of power, which means the Mist Village itself. All the animals in flora and fauna around would get plus 30 in growth. Master of, uh, Mastery of Dark gives him a Hidden Treasures ability, which gives him plus 30% for treasure. So every chest, every dungeon he clears he's going to get 30% more loot you know if there was 6 coins going to be in there now they're 9 so that's a pretty sweet sweet deal and if he takes water he'll get tranquil soul which means he'll get a 30% decrease in how much his uh, his water spells cost right. um, he, he thought about it for a little while but he eventually took the master of life That I thought that mm-hmm. was the one because He's like, yeah, having the loot would be great. Uh, the 30% in the in the loot and chests and stuff and on your dungeon dives. And I'm not really particularly crazy about the water stuff. Although, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, he's not, that'll probably be the last one he unlocks, his water magic, his water power. But I have a village and people to think about. And the mastery of life uh, or, or the bounty of life uh, gimmick is the best one. Mm-hmm. And he also learned, uh, taking that, he learned two new spells. Weak Courage, which increases his fighting spirit, spirit plus 50. Uh, and he also learned Weak Life Armor. Uh, it puts defenses on all armor pieces. Or, I'm sorry, all defense of... Hmm, all armor pieces are increased by plus one. Plus four versus death attacks. Mm-hmm. So, the opposite. He's... He gets a little bonus to the opposite branch, which is death if he's taking the life magic. And that's awesome because it has no cooldown. But it's a self it's a self spell, so it's not like he could chain cast it anyway. He leveled up to eighteen. He's got a bunch of bunch of points still to to allocate. Uh, they're ready to leave, and Futon goes, uh, are you sure you want to leave the column behind, my lord? And he's like, you mean I can take that with me? So he's looking at the column thinking, I can melt this thing down and that'll pay for the portals itself. <laughs> so he tries to physically pick up the column. He's straining, the veins are bulging, and then he farts and probably craps himself a little bit. <laughs> but he looks around and he's like, okay, nobody nobody notices. And then uh, 
Futon basically tells him, no, 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 no. He goes, Futon, how am I supposed to take this thing? It weighs a ton. It's like when you asked me to grab the altar. Never mind. I got it. So he puts his hand on the column, wills, wills the interface to come up, and then extracts the, the, the core. The so core. now he has another magic core. Two right. magic cores. The first one is the, the book's named after. It's Forging, and he's going to make himself a magic uh, forge, and he's got the medals in the last section, and boom, can't wait till till he creates that. But now he's got another one, and he's mm-hmm. like, okay, guys, let's, uh, let's go. And Scion's like, um, so he goes, uh, so, <laughs> so Richter held the clockwork sphere above his head, it's red and white internal lights painting the walls. He aimed a huge smile at Scion. Scion smiled back and said, I heard you, Stinky. <laughs> <laughs> Richter's grin slipped into an expression of mild irritation. Uh, let's just get out of here. Whatever you say, Captain Toots. <laughs> and then he tries to brush past Scion uh, to, to, to get in front of him and he goes what are you thinking don't try to walk past me while you're trailing fire so in my line of the night whatever you say Captain Toots is is it for me that's uh, that's what I that's where I thought you were going earlier but my line of the of the section is whatever you say Captain Toots that's hilarious so yeah um, <sighs> now uh, now they can get the hell out of there Yoshi does pause, and Richter has to kind of look. I know the eaters, the scourge are a scourge, and we have to deal with them. But we're all beat to hell. We have no chance at doing anything against those guys. And Yoshi's like, still looking looking pretty determined. He's like, okay, someone once told me there was no honor in pushing through a bad position. The faster we leave this dungeon, the faster we can mobilize both of our peoples to deal with this threat. Yoshi stared at the stairs a while longer and nodded. You're right, Lord Richter. Richter raised an eyebrow. Lord? He's like, I didn't know what to make of you when we first met, but we have fought side by side. I now know you are a man of honor, strength, and courage. I call you Lord Richter because you deserve it. Uh, Richter was taken aback by the Sword of Death's praise. And, uh, you know, gave him a handshake. And, and you know, she said, don't think it's gets you out of practice, though. And Richter's like, yep, tomorrow early, bright and early, you, me, and our cankers. Uh, and Yoshi tried to keep a, keep a hard face, but Richter saw a smile creep through. So, yeah, so <laughs> they go, uh, who's ready to get out of here and see some sunshine? and breathe some fresh air and they all go yeah and they open up the end of the dungeon and it's nighttime, and it's pouring rain (laughs) and Richter goes universe you're a dick and as soon as he said I'm ready to breathe some fresh air and see some sunshine I was like oh it's probably going to be nighttime." but the rain on top of that was just an extra Kick in the pants. Right. So chapter twenty-eight starts day ninety, and as I said, they went in on day seventy-four. So finally, a half a month later, <laughs> they're out of this dungeon. Uh, Futon and Alma provide them cover. Basically, mm-hmm. Futon is, you know, hundred yards or so in front with his light light on. Alma's 
flying Overwatch. Next thing you know, she sends. Uh, oh, he does train more skills. He's just the whole time. Richter's in stealth. He's picking every herb and plant he could find. Next thing you know, Alma gives him a gives him a, a, a shout, and she says, "Men." And he, she tries to give him a distance of how far they are. And then he tells her to come back. And then he sends Futin invisibly. invisibly. He's like, look, uh, I want you to go out there, find the, find the man, and scout around, and tell it, then come back and tell us. And then Futin does. Ten minutes later, he comes back. And he's like, it's just one man. He's in a, some low branches. Because, um, oh, Alma described uh, he's a, It's a man in a green cloak. So Futin's like, yep, I found a man in a green cloak. He's in a tree. He's waiting on us. So he's like, okay, go back, invisibly, do the thing where you get in front of his face, do your bright light, and scream in his eyes, and scream in his face, and do your <laughs> do your sound thing, your alarm. And he told Daniela and Yoshi to flank, and or Daniela and Sion to flank. Him and Yoshi like stayed together, going up the middle. And he says, as soon as you hear the, the the see the flare, converge. So that happened. Futin sounded his alarm. Bright light goes off. He hears, ah! and a guy falls out of the tree. They all show up, arrows and swords in his face. The guy's leg is bent in a way it should not bend, and uh, it ends up, he, he, he reads his description, and he's like, wait a second. Friendly disposition? Oh, crap. This is one of the hunters from the Mist Village. And he's like, oh, right. They're just walking through the mist and not like not confused. I, that right. should have been the giveaway. So he's kind of like, ooh, that's my bad. And the guy's name is Jitol. And um, he goes, dude, that's so my bad. He gives him a heal. It won't... Uh, it won't heal his bones. Men broken bones. Yeah, Daniel right. is like, I, I can't. That's beyond me. But let's uh, let's get him to so Sumiko or Hisako. So they make a makeshift. So a ma- hmm. Yoshi Yoshi sets it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yoshi does set his leg so they can put a splint on it. He passes yeah. out from the pain. They make a makeshift uh, stretcher so they can so they can carry him and. Um, yeah, and then they make their way. They assume that there's going to be a party that because there was two men Alma saw, one ran. So they assume there was going to be a party. So they got together. They sent Futin 100, 200 yards ahead with his light brightest. Yeah, right. And then they finally come across uh, the party, and it's like it's Lord Richter and Yoshi and Daniela and Sion. We're you know. And everybody's relieved, but he doesn't let anybody get too close because they've got the canker is rot. He sends the fastest runner to get Hisako and Sumiko to start the healing process. But he tells the guy, don't, number one, say it quietly that, you know, Richter and them need some some uh, some heals from from the from a bad spell. Uh, canker is rot, but don't I don't want to panic to start. It was really efficient and really like everybody came together. Sako met him at the gates. Everybody got healed up. The man's jitol's leg got set. Uh, the cankerous rot got uh, 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 got tossed from their bodies. Yoshi needed extra healing though because of the uh, because of the crypt mistress spell. So he needed extra extra time. So Hisako sent him to go find Sumiko to do some extra yeah. healing. And um, yeah, that's and that's pretty much how. Uh, 
how chapter 28 ended. Richter on the way up did notice that the walls weren't earthen walls anymore. They were mm-hmm. marbled quartz and like at least in the two weeks or so that they've been gone, like still major, you know, those mist workers are still working. The regular villagers are still working. Everybody's right. the, the long house is being built back up. This time, all the buildings are being built with stone, you know, mm-hmm. so they don't burn so easily and they can have a, 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 a stronghold. And uh, chapter 29 starts with, uh, yeah, the walls coming into view. Hisako hugs everybody, heals Jital, heals the rest. Uh, Hisako wants to immediately go after the bugbears. Um, she reminds Richter that I guess you were successful in unlocking your power because now there are more monsters. So we have to be right. uh, vigilant and uh, weary of them. And then mm-hmm. Yoshi goes, yeah, bugbears, but I gotta tell you something. Yeah, the scourge is back. Hisako let off this very impressive string of curse words that Richter was like, whoa, old lady. Like, I did not expect that from the hearth mother. (laughs) So she realizes, okay, we've got to get, we've got to, we've got to deal with these eaters. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have more to deal with. Uh, she tells Richter, Randy Randolph wants to see you as soon as possible. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, this is another th- uh, man. So many things got set in motion. Um, Hisako also says, "Fine, if we have to take care of the." Bu- the scourge we're going to need more allies to deal with the right. bugbears so we're going to have to deal with the dwarves of the serrated mountains and she implies you're going to have to buy them off right. <laughs> like they're not going to just out of the goodness of, he's like we've been fr- never been enemies of the dwarves but we ain't friends with them either so right. you're going to have to give them something that they want and Richter's like, damn it, why's everything got to come down to money? He's like, no, no, no. Why's everything got to come down to my money? <laughs> so right. he, gets a, he gets a quest, Dwarven Allies 1. You've been tasked by Hisako, the hearth mother, to reach out to the Dwarven tribes of the Serrated Mountains. The method is up to you, but she made it clear that their allegiance would, be most likely, would most likely have to be bought. The quest is mandatory. Failure will mean decreased chance of survival for, or for the village. Reward extra allies for the battles to come. So, of course, he uh, selects it. Um, Alma flies off to do some hunting, which they, which he says she's been doing nonstop since they came out of the dungeon. Uh, yeah, Yoshi goes gets his further healing. Richter sends Futon to go check on the various craftsmen. I want to make sure all the misworkers. Uh, he was sure the lack of misworkers has slowed things down. Um, but immediately Daniela and Sion leave with Hasako to go I guess deal with the scourge so they need Sion alright Sion and uh, Daniela lead us back so Sion and Daniela lead Hasako and I assume a contingent of sprites and other you know people up to the task to go back to that dungeon or at least the area to, to find that to find that uh, scourge nest and um, 
Yeah. So Richter. And if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, they don't think that they are going to defeat the nest. They are going to stake it out. They are going to see what other information they can garner from going back to where the entrance is because they need to rally their forces, yes. including um, the doors from the serrated mountain and including the hearth, the hearth tree. Everybody from there, because not right. everybody just went to the Miss Village. Only her little right. contingents, contingency. Um, so yeah, they're fact-finding mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure if they can slaughter a few eaters on the way, you know, they, yeah. they will. Absolutely, why not? Mm. So, they, uh, they are, they're off to do that. Richter heads into the heads into the seal room. He, mm-hmm. he describes how the two of the four seals, two are now completely unlocked. The air one mm-hmm. is, is a crystal, see-through crystal with like a, a lightning bolt of some kind of lightning energy in the middle. The life one has a, a tree with these detailed leaves with, you know, you can see like the veins on the leaves. Like, And then the other two, dark and water, are still grayed out. And then he... Uh, Heads to see Randy, but before he did, he noticed that there was two new structures in the in the village that were surrounded by guards. But because it was in the opposite way of the the, the seal room, he said he'd deal with it later. Right. So he went to talk to Randy, and Randy's like, "Hey, uh, have a seat." And, oh, he goes, "My lord, no one told me." He's like, "Look, mm-hmm. I heard that you got a lot to tell me, and I certainly got a lot to tell you." Um. He said, oh, because he gives him, he's like, we're at war. In addition, Hisako tells me we can start expecting more monsters. But last but not least, there's a plague a plague of giant insects called the Scourge that we need to eliminate ASAP. So Randy's eyes are like, holy crap. Okay, you're correct, my lord. There are several things we need to discuss. The first, however, what do you want to do about the prisoners? We can't just continue to keep them under lock and key. Richter just looked at Randy with a befuddled expression. Der, what prisoners? And that's literally how book two ends. What? Prisoners? Holy crap, they're prisoners. And you go, oh yeah, he did walk by those uh, guard protected uh, new structures. So, boy, the emotions those prisoners (laughs) bring up. Can't wait till book three. That is God, so good. Please. I'll say a little bit. I'll say a little bit. Keep it brief. Keep it brief. So far in the series, there have been two instances where I have come across passages that make me go, I don't know if I can keep reading this. The situation that comes from these prisoners is the first of the situations where I'm like, I don't know if I can handle, I don't know if I can deal with this. Um, so yeah, so it was, that's what I was saying earlier, how interesting it was where they decide to stop the books. Um, so to go through the character development of Scion in the last few chapters, um, to right before then getting the ingots of metal and the Tiffinum jewelry, which end up being something, um, and the scourge and everything one on top of the other, bow, 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 bow. And then to get back and to be confronted with a social problem of, we got these prisoners, what are we going to do with them? <clears throat> so now he's come back and... Mm-mm. And it is 
a question about how the Miss Village is going to decide they handle prisoners. It's not just like, oh, what do we do with these two people? Yeah. No, we need you to forge our direction. How exactly do we treat people who have either come here to hurt us or who have been detained for some reason? So it is. So again, we go from this physical drama to sociological question, yeah, like town well, how building, is, settlement are we building. building this? Right. How are we building this society? What are we doing? It goes back. I love the duality. It, it goes back to the end of book one where Mama goes, you think smiths and weapons and soldiers and guards is the only thing to build in a town? Like, ooh, you got anybody that's going right. to, you got healers? You got anybody that can build a damn latrine? You know, a, the, the, a system of, of waste removal? <laughs> Do you have... Like uh, men in there, like who's going to take care of the children of these villagers that you want? Like, have you thought about anything past fight, smash, monster, you know, eat? (laughs) And this is another thing that she didn't mention, but was probably right in what in line with what she's talking about. How are you going to deal with criminals? How are you going to deal with the bad element of, you know, not all of these villagers might not be. They might all pass your little honor test. But things happen. Crimes happen. Thing, you know. So these are things that he hasn't even thought about. And book three uh, forces him to think about that stuff in a, in a major way. And then we really, in earnest, start the settlement building. Uh, and I mean that more than just building structures, which, you know, mm-hmm. and it all culminates. Not culminates. Certainly climaxes at one point in book six and seven I, I love those two because of the settlement building aspects because the town grows so much in those books mm-hmm. I love town building I love settlement building um, so let's go down our checklist before we get to uh, we get to uh, our voicemail um, of the evening we got a voicemail from Doc Bruce but before we get to get to that let's go down our list honorable traits uh, from our mains, uh, I think we have to include Scion and Yoshi, and on this beyond like just Richter, Richter's honorable traits was not leaving his friend's side for you know a day and a half, two days, waiting for any sign that he could appear, just really being worried about his friend. It was just very obvious. Um, there wasn't a lot of stra- oh the strategy there was strategy Richter's strategy of tricking the the angel and the succubus into <laughs> you know into to telling him which door is the safe door to go and which one is not the safe one and uh, also mm-hmm. Scion deciding to um for the secret mission Told because me. remember he could have laid there and died to go but. He, yep. he decided to uh, to oh, similar similarly like when Richter died the first time in the first section of book one, and he he sat mm-hmm. there and cried at the the, uh, the the fountain of tranquility or whatever it's called the uh, the, the pool of yeah. and he just cried and cried and eventually he got angry it was like How? wait a second and then he got a prompt it was like you have overcome your you know doldrums and it was like a, a secret mission this was yeah. that to the extreme like scions living his worst mm-hmm. memory friends made and enemies made i'd say friendships were solidified 
Mm-hmm. Yoshi's res- Yoshi's respect for Sci- uh, for for Richter went up um and that's tangibly in the last section when he got the respect and and the the the, the relationship went to neutral instead of annoyed. This time he didn't get right. a bump in any kind of points or anything tangible, but Yoshi's now calling him Lord Richter and showing him a level of deference and respect that he wasn't doing for a book and a half. Um, enemies made none, and we didn't run across any. Magic's learned. Obviously, he learned. He opened up the life branch of his uh, place of power, so he got the pa- yeah. the passive boost and the bounty of life that gives his village a boost and also he learned he learned the life armor and the uh, um, was it a heal thing some other weak heal maybe something so he got two spells two life spells and no it was just those two there aren't three there were just two, those no, well, two. The, two the one yeah. was the passive one the, the one that the village gets in the 30% boost the bounty of life right. okay. and then he got two personal spells the, the the aura of life armor and uh, and this other one I can't think of yeah. uh, skills learned along the same lines just really magic he, he trained, he certainly grinded his skills like we talked about, so I don't mm-hmm. think he learned anything new, but he certainly leveled up a bunch of stuff by grinding. Weapons found, I think I think just unlocking your, mag- your life magic and unlocking your place of power too, that's a weapon in and of itself. Oh, enemies made, all the monsters now, how about that? All the mon- new monsters because he has another... another uh, Another, he unlocked another uh, so nothing specific it's not like ooh the crypt mistress he made this enemy but now right. they're just more more uh, yeah that 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 other ley line is open now so yeah so, so stronger monsters well, valuables earned same thing that's just a valuable magic that you learned and got for your village and for your personal place of power and the best line I liked Captain Toots and you liked uh Hashtag Labyrinth. <laughs> David Bowie Labyrinth. Labyrinth, bitch. Yes. Yes. So two <laughs> very good lines. And um, yeah, it's, uh, that brings us I, to what? You got go something? Ahead. I think um, on um, maybe not a literal note, but I think Scion getting that super boost to his wisdom is mm. absolutely a weapon earned. For sure. That's a valuable. Um, that's a valuable. That's a weapon earned. That's a skill earned. That's yeah, because that's going to lead him to so much. I mean, with the wisdom, wisdom is that di- leads directly. So intelligence gives you something, but wisdom makes your mana pool larger, greater. Right. So he's going to be able to imbue his his imbue arrows immediately should double in strength. Because his wisdom yeah. went from a thirteen to a twenty-three, so not quite double, but you if know, not, if not double in strength, then he would be able to pour his mana in faster. In, in faster, exactly. something should something, if right. not Increase. both, all things should get a little bit of a a boost. Either either the mana uh, reduction in cost should be really reduced, right. or pour it in faster, or the imbued arrows themselves would be much more powerful. I think it's probably going to be a little of all, uh, just because mana itself just allows all of the magic. Yeah, yeah. So I can't that, wait for that. And plus, that. now he knows, and he has he has mag- air magic too, so all of his air magic spells, again, because his mana pool is bigger, he should be able to 
do bigger and better spells and, and advance further in his air magistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, mastery, I should say. Um, but yeah, let's, um, let's hear what Doc Bruce had to say uh, in his voicemail. So let's listen to what he has to say. Hey, Trav. Hey, Kendra. This is Doc Bruce in Seattle. Hope you two are doing well. So as we're nearing the end of book two, Trav and I are talking a little bit. It left me wondering, like, so Yoshi is a half-sprite, half-human, right? And he's extremely devoted to the Hearth Mother, which all sprites are, but his devotion is just, it's, it's over the top. It's zealous, right? So I'm wondering if Yoshi's mama is the Hearth Mother, right? That kind of accounts for his extra devotion. And maybe helps to explain why, beyond what happened with Paul Curry and Sion in this last section of the in the memory, why Sion may have hated humans so much beyond, you know, just also sprites being xenophobic assholes. But beyond that, um, the very never talked about kind of sprite family, sprite reproduction, etc., etc. We don't even know if they come out of rooms or if they come out of history or whatever. So, um, just taking a wonder, because, you know, we only know that Sion is the only direct heir for Kisako, they've never said that Sumiko or Hinoclaw ever had any kids. So this just wondering, maybe we talk about what you think this could be like for the spread. So yeah, is Yoshi's mom Kisako? Oh, the wonders. All right, well, have fun discussing that, and see ya. All right. Now, that's, that's, that's interesting. We don't, uh, we haven't talked about Yoshi's either parentage or or where he's from much i think when he first showed up we probably had kind of a brief like brief kind of hmm half human who's his who's his parent well how'd he end up with the with the hearth tribe and so 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 powerful and, and obviously a right hand of hisako as a as a half as a half human half sprite any chance what are you what are the odds that we find out Yoshi is devoted to Hisako the way he is is because he's her son and Sion's older brother. I I don't see that being a uh I don't see that being a I don't want to say possible. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what it is. Um I really think and pointing to something that we read earlier today. Yeah, what are your theories? Um when so when Yoshi is leaving um, out of the dungeon with Richter, and he calls him Lord Richter, yeah. and there are no, um, you know, um, prompts, no prompts come up to say, you know, oh, your relationship has forwarded in this way or that right. way. Uh, I really think that the hearth mother is just the, the say this mm-hmm. the way that I mean it. She's Probably the baddest bitch for a hundred miles. Sure. And I think that Yoshi is just. <sighs> he sees power. He's like a goblin and sees power and goes, I want to attach myself to that power because that's kind of no, how. But I, no, I don't think that. What I think is that I think that he is a man of character. Mm-hmm. I think he is a man of wisdom. And I think that they're alike traits. And her position as the hearth mother only allows for their relationship to be she is the ruler of this place of power and he is her right hand man. I don't think that they're necessarily I don't think that there has to be a familial 
physical. I don't think that there has to be any relation. I don't think that they um past lovers, maybe. I don't think so. And I am almost I am almost slightly offended by the question because if the scenario were of opposite sex, mm-hmm. right? If Yoshi was the hearth father mm-hmm. and she was, like you know, this badass right sword hand, of adept right hand. Right. Yeah, right hand woman. I don't think that we would look at it and go, oh, he has to be, or or question whether or not she is his child or if they are lover, uh, lovers. I think that we question it because the person in power is a woman. Really? You don't th- I think we question it more if in, if it was a traditional patriarchy kind of thing where the man's at the top. I think the initial thing would I th- I think we'd be forced to ask is he fucking her? Is that why she's you know that's kind of the question usually unfairly asked why how'd she get so high up in the uh in the uh how is he be- how did she become his right hand is it because they're no 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 I, I, that's just a natural question i think and now that there's a it's a matriarchal system i think doc well doc didn't bring up the lover part he's his kind of question was is he devoted because because of the uh, maybe she's his mom. What's the parental per- parentage in that situation? Uh, I think that's more likely. I think it's more likely we would find out Yoshi is Hisako's son and and Sion's older brother. Maybe that's what leads. T- also uh, uh, adds to Sion's disdain uh his you know hatred of humans you know he's got this overbearing uh older brother who's a half human but his mom treats him like you know puts him in this position of power he's her right hand he's clearly his her most trusted lieutenant type and maybe he's he resents that because he ain't even all whole sprite he's a friggin human and we all know what they're like uh, I think that's more likely than they were past lovers of some sort. Yeah, I'm but you don't you don't buy, you don't think either. You just think he's no. he's a person that respects her and wants to be in her uh, of service. In her, I yeah, think that he yeah. wants to be of service, and being her right hand is the best way to for of him to be of service to the forest of Nadria. Yeah. I think it just boils down to. Um, whether it is a king or a queen or whoever it is, I need to be where the action is because I have these skills in order to protect the forest. I love that I am one with the forest. And I think that he is just so dope that he ends up being in a position where he's, you know, next to the heart mother. We're going to find out probably in the teen books, all of the relationship <laughs> stuff and all the hierarchies of the, uh, and histories and backstories of of the uh of the hearth of the of the sprites specifically yoshi specifically yoshi hasako sumiko and fumiko we haven't met fumiko yet uh, we've only briefly met sumiko but i think they're all we're going to get some major backstory later uh probably not going to happen until again double digit books and um yeah, I, I, I'm looking forward to that because I think the Sprite history, it's going to be 
complicated and not very easy. Remember, they're a xenophobic shoot on site uh, uh, race. You enter our forest mm-hmm. un- uninvited, you very well might die without any right. questions asked. That's just how we are. That's how we have to be to protect what's ours. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'd like to know, in, especially in Hisako's 200 years of life, like what led to such, you know, kind of staunch, strict you know, we don't really deal with other. We barely have working relationships with the wood elves of whatever across the forest. You know, they are our allies, but we're hands off. You know, we keep them at arm's length. We only deal with each other. Certainly not ogres right. and bugbears and other humanoid races. We and humans. Mm-mm. So, I'm looking forward to that. And I and I think uh, Doc's question of of the parentage. Will will be answered. I, I think that's too juicy of a of a of a path to take. Yeah, I think it. I it's so right, right, rich be, for 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 delving right. into into the psyche and the different character motivations and and why did Rick? Why did Yoshi? I have an idea, but why did Yoshi decide I want to live with sprites instead of humans? Probably mm, because right. humans were like you you were probably super racist towards him and the sprites were less super racist towards him that's i i bet that's the only the only and he had skills that that the hearth mother and the and the sprites saw that could be used to protect the forest and the humans probably just whatever okay you got a sword skill and stuff but you're still a half breed and throw a tomato at him or something um so yeah so that brings us to a the end of book two, uh, the end of our spring, summer, fall uh, supplemental spectacular. We're going to go on a bit of a hiatus. So the His Dark Material show starts, and she's pouting her, pouting her lips. The His Dark Material show starts back up uh, November 9th. So less than two weeks, and Rich and I will be back to review that show for the eight weeks that that airs live. And then Kendria and I will be back probably, certainly in January, but maybe before the year is over. Uh, So there will be a bit of a break um, to have a proper winter hiatus and not confuse the audience with the with the pods and the mix mention mixing and matching of titles and whatever. So we'll do the His Dark Material show proper for eight weeks, and then we'll come back and start book three, which is not alliances. I think that's book four. Book three is oh, it is alliances. Okay, book four is catacombs. So my book is in the mail and. I will get it soon and be ready in January. As will I. Yeah. So any uh, any 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 final words for our, our gracious audience? Yes. Um, if you are um, reading along with us, um, please go and read. <laughs> please enjoy on our break binge reading the next two or three books. Oh, you want people um, to get ahead. Uh, so I take such pleasure in being able to fully immerse in the material. And as much as I like, you know, stopping and starting and having conversations, I would much rather take uh, 
you know, a good two weeks of being like, I am not consuming any other audio books. I am not consuming television. What I am doing is becoming fully immersed in the books. If you are a um, immersive reader in that way, please enjoy the time off. Even if it's not this series, like I wholeheartedly expect to fall into another series in that time. Um, and hopefully fall in love with something else. Any recommendations uh, either either for folks that like the land and want something similar or something totally different but that you like that you want to recommend? So I'm hoping to find something lit RPG. Um, what I have found, um, though, uh, is so so first. Yeah, just, uh, yes, of course. Add, I could have so many suggestions just tell me what you're looking for it's like the guy with the trench coat with like all the drugs and all the stolen items like I got what you need (laughs) you have too many suggestions so last year this time I well leading up to Halloween I did all of the Harry Potter books okay um, leading up to Halloween, so that is what I that's what I chose to like binge listen to Um, I Oh, sir, please forgive me for this. Okay. I might binge all of the dark material materials while we're gone. Oh, that's good. You, you read book one and, and, one and was like, yeah, it was okay. And I was just like, that's you know what? what happened. Oh, what happened then? <laughs> I just remember you not being very enthusiastic at all. And I was like, I don't I don't know who you are anymore. that's not not what happened if you remember correctly you recommended the books I read them and was like I started to read it and was like this is like word for word the movie that came out a few years ago and you were like yeah no it's not the same Mm, keep reading and then I kept reading and got to the end and was like are you kidding me like are you like yeah that's not the way it happened. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> when I read the book the first time in 2012, I liked the movie. I watched it. I saw it when it first came out, not in theaters, but when it finally got to the cable or HBO or whatever. I watched it every time it came on. I thought it was a cute little movie. I love the idea of demons and, and this your soul slash personality is manifested into an, an, an animal. Then I read the books and I realized how disrespectful that movie was. The the trip to the fens when that Lyra was on hanging out with Egyptians that was like a arguably you could say she was with Egyptians for two months in the book they treated it like a weekend jaunt like hey I'm going to stay with the and going to catch the boat to the fens for a weekend a long holiday weekend you know like so so and other reasons other obviously they botched the entire end they made it they made it like fairy tale disney oh everybody floats off into a balloon and a happy ending like no there was child death there was betrayal there was stabbing in the back almost literally like what is this yeah yeah you're like no one they they had no way of doing a, a chapter a part two if they tried the way they ended the movie I was so sad that it didn't become a franchise like after I saw the first movie I was like oh great eventually there will be more of these like great and then it never happened and then I read the first first book with you and was like yeah I feel betrayed now (laughs) yeah and I see why there couldn't have been a second film like okay the church ruined the anything that was going like if they were going they had plans because it's a a, a book series that requires more than one movie and they were going to they had plans to make uh more than one movie 
but the church made a bunch of noise because they hate the books and they hate they they got on Paramount or Miramax or whoever the movie studios it's were. Right. So they they probably knew there's no way we can have a book a, a part two because that's where book two and three is really where the, the stuff where you get a feeling of why the church hated the series. You don't even okay. get that in the first. So you're watching the movie like what are they mad about? Like what's this? Right. But it's 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 two and especially three is where it gets uh, really offensive if if that's your if that's your thing and the studios probably knew so they're like why have a terrible sad ending and we know we're not going to get a second but let's just make it right. fairy tale ending everybody flies off in a balloon happy um, so uh, from that angle I understand but it's still yeah what so they that's did, what I'll what be doing did. on our break I awesome. will be reading the other books and listening to your podcasts and are you going to watch the show did you watch season I am one? absolutely going to watch the show um, so I started again started the show um, if for no other reason than I love Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda that's a reason and was like oh I'm so into anything so he is also I don't know if you know this mm-hmm. but the King Killer Chronicles books that you've read yeah. Where we're waiting for the third one. Lynn Manuel is signed up to turn that into a TV show for Showtime. Yeah. So it's I'm listening to a podcast called Caster Quest. And I recommend this to anybody that's fans of the King Killer Chronicles series. Uh, Aaron and uh, uh, damn, I forget the young woman's name. They are hilarious. And they're just two two young women from Houston that are total geeks and into cosplay and nerd stuff and comic culture. And they love the King Killer Chronicles series so much that, like us, they were like, why not do a read-along and, and, uh, and do a podcast about it? And it's really cool. It does end with about... So it started in 2015, and it ends in November of 2019 with about a third of a wise man's fear to go and um i went on their facebook page and liked their page and was like let me just if i could find out why the thing ended and then somebody asked hey did the show end and one of the hosts were like yeah we had personal stuff and hopefully we 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 get back into uh and back back into the groove soon uh, i can imagine okay. at the end of Nova, at the end of 2019 headed into 2020 i can understand where all of a sudden uh <laughs> <laughs> issues and stuff start right, popping up. Changed. Yeah. So, uh, Caster Quest, really good, really good podcast. Recommend that thoroughly. Um, obviously, stay tuned to this podcast network, the South Congress Podcast Network, and listen to the His Dark Materials. Go back to uh, the Chaosies uh, episodes and listen to uh, Book One and earlier earlier episodes if you haven't heard those and read along with us and um yeah thanks everybody for for participating if you wanted to drop us a, a twit a twitter uh, a tweet an email or voicemail during the break hit us up on twitter at ddust podcast uh find us on uh, email at ddust podcast at gmail.com or you can like doc bruce did today drop us a voicemail at 415-787-5229 any or all of those options are available so please I'd like uh, nothing more than to come back in January into December January and have a bunch of emails and tweets and voicemails to to get through and uh, share your your thoughts of the first two books uh, and share your non-spoiler speculation for the books to come 
Uh, keep it spoiler free for those who are literally reading along uh, with us. Um, so yeah, until next time. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll catch y'all next time. The Demon Dust Podcast is produced by Cameron Hawkins for the South Congress Podcast Network.